0: Climate Conversations on The Business Breakfast.
1: With Dubai Holding and in partnership with the World Future Energy Summit. The leading event for future energy and sustainability. Together for the good of tomorrow.
0: It is 100 days to cop and we are going to be kicking off very shortly on The Business Breakfast. A new series of interviews, The Climate Conversations. We're doing this with the guys at Dubai Holding them. We're doing this with the World Future Energy Summit. Uh, And we are going to be speaking to a lot of those who are involved with COP and involved with the energy conversation, if you like, uh, to put a business spin on what we might see coming out of COP, particularly uh, when it comes to new regulations that will affect companies, um, but also looking at companies that are really making a difference. That's the focus on the business breakfast, because we are the business breakfast. Um, But we are having a look at what some of the goals of COPS could mean for businesses, and joining us this morning for our very first edition of Climate Conversations, we have Ibrahim Al-Zubi. He is the chair of the Global Council on UN Sustainable Development Goal number thirteen, uh, which is fittingly, uh, the climate change goal. He's also the author of one book on sustainability that I have on my bookshelf, How to Net Positive. And he has, he tells me, just written a new one aimed at startups. More on that a little bit later on. He's joining us from Geneva, where, fittingly, he is at a World Economic Forum sustainability meeting. Abraham, good morning. Thanks for joining us.
1: Good morning Brandy and it's so good to be with you on, on, on this radio Usually um, you're, uh, the business breakfast is my, tra- my travel and driving companion every morning in Dubai So thank you for having me
0: Well I'm very pleased that you're listening to us and joining us from Europe and I appreciate you getting up extra early with the time difference to join us. We are going to have a look at what your UN Sustainable Development Goal means for business and what COP28 could mean for that goal and therefore for companies here. Um, But we do have you for quite a good, decent amount of time this morning. So let's put things in context first. Your job as chair of that council for the UN Sustainable Development Goal, we're more than halfway through the timeline for that 2030 agenda that the goals were adopted for. How much progress has actually been made on it?
1: Um, uh, Thank you very much again, and congratulations for the launch of the Climate uh, Talks. And uh, um, uh, what a great initiative and a great timing, and uh, especially with the 100-days mark for the COP28, um, uh, we're so lucky to have it here in, in the UAE. Uh, that that will and that will help us to accelerate our uh, sustainability targets. But let me just, if you if you allow me, Brandy, to, to remind people, what are the Sustainable Development Goals, or the, as, also known as uh, the Global Goals? Uh, it's glo- uh, Global Goals, where uh, you, the United Nations uh, Assembly and members adopted in 2015 uh, as a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet. And ensure that tw- by 2030, all people enjoy peace and prosperity. So this is a continuation of the MDGs, the Millennium Development Goals, where I believe the world did some progress when it comes to poverty, but uh, they wanted to raise the challenge and they wanted to include a platform that public sector companies, a public sector governments, can work hand in hand with private sector to have a true North to approach. Uh, what we know sustainable business or sustainability in a triple bottom line approach, which is planet, profit, people, so not to talk in isolation. So there are 17 SDGs, and they are all integrated. Uh, They recognize that action in one area will uh, affect outcomes in others, uh, and the development must balance social economic and environmental sustainability, which makes a lot of sense, by the way, for both governments and private sectors. So countries have committed uh, to prioritize the progress, as well as uh, companies and private sectors use them as a Uh, a a true north, if I may say, uh, for their sustainable business model, especially post-COVID-19, where uh, business, as we know it, uh, no longer exists. So in general, 17 Goals starts with no poverty, to zero hunger, to health and well-being, which is an important thing now for a lot of people, including private sector, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, uh, energy, uh, economic growth. Uh, decent work uh, conditions, innovation, industry, uh, reduced inequalities, uh, sustainable cities and communities, which is now a hot topic as well for a lot of communities and countries, as well as uh, uh, private sector companies, especially in the real estate uh, sector, which we have uh, big in, in the UAE. Responsible consumption and production, and uh, the chair, the, the SDGI chair, SDG 13, climate action. Uh, marine life, uh, peace, uh, uh, justice, uh, strong institutions, and of course the last one, partnerships for the goals. Now, for private sector, always sustainability uh, had a, a, some some uh, a vague definition for companies. What does it mean? Is it philanthropy? Is it corporate social responsibility? What does it mean for business? What shall I invest? How can I include sustainability in my business plan and have it embedded in the DNA of the business? And this is exactly what the global goals are uh, for a company uh, to ensure that, one, their staff are being taken care of, look at the well-being, look at uh, work uh, environment, uh, the investments and unleash of investment, sustainable finance, and climate tech. Uh, and water tech and uh, uh, sustainable urban planning, uh, etc.
0: Ibrahim, very keen to find out what businesses need to be doing to prepare for COP, to listen for at COP and what might come out of it that affects them. And you're the perfect person for that because some of the biggest companies in the world are on your council and your council has just launched the CSO network, which is 40 companies focused on the road to COP. What does that actually mean in practice?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Brandy. So, uh, for us, uh, no matter how large or small, and regardless of the industry of the companies, all companies can contribute to the SDGs. So what we've started with as uh, a council, we did a study um, uh, on the MENA region where we reached out with the Arab League, we reached out to public sector staff uh, to ask them about climate change awareness and how they can make a difference and how legislation can improve, uh, one, industry sustainable, uh, sustainable business, sustainable development, as well as it will help us as a private sector to accelerate Uh, our uh, uh, targets, to achieve uh, our climate targets, as well as the government. So we found out that there is a bit of a missing gap between uh, the public and the private sector. Uh, And I believe Bill Gates, in his book, uh, How to Solve a Climate Crisis, he highlighted that um, to solve the problem, you need to go back to the roots and ensure that the legislations are either climate-friendly or adapted uh, to the, the new targets. Or, be it mitigation or adaptation for climate. So um, what we've done now to prepare the road to the COP, we announced a couple of initiatives uh, to prepare for COP and beyond. And one of them is um, uh, to look at biodiversity, nature-based solutions. So we'll have a platform for that before COP. We also uh, we will uh, uh, organize a, a global sustainable leaders summit d- during COP for businesses where we Invite companies from the global north and global south to talk about one sustainable finance and investments and solutions, climate tech, water tech, circular economy, as well as to discuss regional uh, indices for climate and sustainability, taking regional uh, uh, geographies and economies into consideration. Uh, We do have um, uh, companies, uh, be it financial institutions, development banks, or even uh, high-tech and AI companies as part of the Council. So what we're looking at, Brandy, is we're focusing on the solution. And most importantly is we're using now the countdown 100 days to COP and beyond cop to ensure we have a plan by twenty thirty so we look at yes at the climate at the cop twenty eight but we're not doing it only for cop twenty eight or beyond we're doing it to ensure that the sustainability businesses the climate change investments or climate action investments are embedded within the long-term business strategies of the companies we represent in the council and while we're doing that we're doing it hand in hand with the public sector employees. Uh, so part of it is um, raising awareness and education, launching educational programs to go after these public sector employees. And we talk about frontline employees. What does it climate change mean for them? How can I, if I want to be net zero by 2050, it means I have to design, uh, if it's a real estate, uh, I have to design now for net zero, one, uh, to save money. and. Two, to have access to capital for these things, and most importantly, uh, to have license to operate, as simple as that. And we look at it as well, um, you know, when we have the discussions at the Council, future-proofing our companies. We are aware that um, there is an impact, socio-economic and environmental impact, so better to get ready for it.
0: You mentioned legislation there, and while we are talking about positioning yourself, getting ready for, for things, what should companies be listening for at COP that could turn into emerging regulation, particularly around the goals, the, the 1.5 goal, etc., that will affect the private sector?
1: Absolutely. You know, for me, I've been talking to many COPs, and it's it's a political uh, Discussions and negotiations. So, for the listeners in COP, they have two zones the blue zone where the negotiators, the representatives of the governments, look at uh, how the government did already or countries did already in their climate plans, and as well as maybe raise the bar or discuss. Further, And there's the green zone, where uh, you see a lot of private sector looking at discussions for solutions, uh, for the uh, technological innovation uh, to help you to accelerate. Personally, I, I believe private sector, while they're listening uh, to what's happening in the blue zone, I think uh, in Dubai this year uh, the green zone will be a platform for a lot of uh, uh, solutions and innovations uh, to accelerate. One, their investments, and if they are interested to invest in, in climate tech, I think the next big rhinos and uh, uh, unicorns will be climate tech or water tech. So for for people interested or private sector invest, interested to look at solutions and investments, I am sure they will find a lot of solutions and startups as well as solutions in the green zone. Uh, the other one is um, uh, the discussions that we have. In the green zone between public and private. But guess what, Brandy? I believe all Dubai will be uh, full of lots of discussions, uh, even within COP, within the Expo, and outside the Expo. So um, I, I recommend uh, for the private sector leaders to ensure that they have the first two weeks of December. Free uh, to ensure that they have uh, dedicated time for it. But one, they have to. Look, they can go be pragmatic and look at uh, solutions to ensure that they are embedded in their uh, uh, climate targets, as well as start discussions with the uh, the whole governments of the world. The United Nations, the intergovernmental organizations, we're going to have in one place for two weeks to ensure that uh, they're ready for the coming legislations, be it uh, raising the bar or uh, looking for solutions.
0: Uh, just two minutes left with you, Ibrahim. You talk about doing well by doing good. Do we yes. still need to break down the perception that doing the sustainable thing, the environmental thing, is a cost center rather than a profit center?
1: Uh, absolutely not. Uh, uh, again, with the acceleration of technology, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the investments in climate and sustainability in general, be socio socioeconomic or environmental, proved... Uh, that it can save you uh, course, uh, its uh, long-term profitability, and now the the, the fi- you want to have access to capital. Uh, the most of the banks or most of the financial institutions, if not all, uh, they look at the uh, sustainability and environmental imperative of companies. that they want to invest in. Um, and and now with also with with the uh, the, the social media and access to information. Um, uh, companies have absolutely no choice to future-proof their companies and ensure that while they're doing their business, they're maximizing their socio-economic and, uh, impact and minimizing their environmental impact. And guess what, Brandy? The technological innovation, climate tech, again, and water tech proved that uh, it's one of the best investments uh, uh, companies can do. Uh, be it uh, now with the energy prices, uh, with access to water in some companies in some countries. Uh, as well as legislations uh, tightening on circular economy and waste, there is absolutely no solution for companies to invest in sustainable development and sustainable business solutions.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, waking up extremely early to do so. I've been speaking to Ibrahim al He's the chair of the Global Council on UN Sustainable Development Goal number no. 13. That's the climate change one. He's the author of several books on business and sustainability at the moment. He's at a World Economic Forum sustainability meeting, waking up to speak to us from Geneva for our first climate conversation climate conversations on the business breakfast
1: with dubai holding and in partnership with the world future energy summit the leading event for future energy and sustainability together for the good of tomorrow